Well, like, there's the whole thing about black belts in America where, like, for some reason right. everyone thinks, like, black belts are amazing. It's just shodan, right? It's shodan, right? And when and you know what it means... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. means, like, you're, you're basically at the a level where you can be a beginner now. And so, like... Exactly. It's just, like, it's a totally... I don't... I mean, I think it's been commercialized. I think that's kind of the problem with, like, McDojos and, and things like that. Today we talk to Guillaume Erard, who is a Aikido car, someone who does Aikido, and he has been doing Aikido for a really long time. And we, well, we talked to him about Aikido. That's, yeah, that was. I'm sure he had many other things he could have talked about. Yeah, he's, he's a, very, a well-rounded person. Yes, but, but we were most interested in his Aikido experience. Yeah, and that in martial arts in general a little bit too, and yeah. uh, and doing it in Japan. Yeah, because he lives in Japan and practices Aikido every. day. Day, yeah, he said he has it's two almost wives. One of them is a human, <laughs> another one is Aikido, is an idea, yeah, is <laughs> a philosophy, yeah. Uh, yeah, we also learned a lot of cool things about Aikido. Uh, because for me, being a non martial arts understanding person, Ooh, we talk about that a little bit, too. we do talk about that. <laughs> That's a good um, story. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about Aikido, and I learned. Uh, it's more than just movement, it is also some thoughts. <laughs> and mindset. You're, you're really selling it. <laughs> well, okay. If you're if you're still here, well, maybe you have the patience to do a martial art as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's good. You helped filter it out, Michael. Right? Yeah. You got rid of all the people who can't can't stick around and can't be patient. Yeah. If you're not patient and don't have a mind, wax to on, think, wax off. You know. Yeah. You won't want to do no martial arts. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting because you said he does Aikido in both Europe and Japan. Like hearing the differences between those, mm -hmm. hearing about the history of Aikido and how it came to be and what it what it means now was is interesting as well. Almost anything you want to know about Aikido, I think we might have talked about it. We talked about we a lot. We talked a lot about Aikido, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's really good. So if you're if you're interested in not just martial arts or Aikido, but also just like sort of the philosophy behind it. Why you would do it, even if you aren't necessarily going to use it to go beat someone up. Well, you definitely aren't going to use it to beat someone up or, yeah. or defend yourself, hopefully. And so why would you do it mm -hmm. if, uh, if, if those things were taken out of the picture? Mm -hmm. You also kind of learn, like, what kind of people are Aikido people. So yeah. maybe if you're not that kind of people, you can do a different martial art. That's true. That surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I hope you enjoy it. Let's, uh, let's start the podcast. Hi, welcome to the Tofugu Podcast. My name is Michael. Hi, I'm Koichi. And today we're uh, visited by a special guest who is very exciting because he does martial arts, which is a pretty cool thing, I think. Hi, how are you doing, Guillaume? I'm good, thank you. Glad to be here. Could you uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself before we get started? All right, so I'm a 36 years old French national. Uh, as you said, well into uh, martial arts. And uh, of course, like everybody who's serious about doing Japanese martial arts, when I was younger, I was considering you know, doing it in Japan, at least for a while. 
And uh, I eventually made it to Japan a bit later than I expected, like around the age of you know, 27, 28. And uh, basically I've been in Japan since. And now, you know, I'm uh, married, I've got a child and, uh, and I live in Japan and basically practice martial arts pretty much every day. So did you, did you go to Japan just to practice martial arts or was that? Oh, it's, it's, it runs a bit deeper than that. Um, you know, since, since I was a child, I was always into uh, Japan or what I understood Japan was. Uh, always wanted to go there. I, I didn't really have, you know, that phase, that manga phase that a lot of my friends had at, in, in that generation. Like, uh, I don't know if you know that, but in France, since childhood, my generation, suddenly we've been, you know, uh, fed Japanese manga, anime and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And a lot of people pick up their interest from that. It was not really my case. It was always, you know, uh, the culture, the martial arts and all, and all that. But I didn't go only for martial arts. I really, I, I felt it was the right place to me. I have no idea why. So basically, I, uh, I did all I could to get there eventually. And I thought not only to go to Japan, but I think to experience a country properly, you get to basically live there and work there. So I did a bit of, uh, of studies at university and when I felt that you know, I had the appropriate qualifications to more easily find a job, uh, I, I went to Japan. Yeah. What kind of work are you doing now in Japan? Well, <clears throat> my, my time is split between two things. Uh, I'm originally uh, into genetics. I did my doctorate in uh, plant molecular, uh, plant microbe molecular interactions. And uh, now in, uh, in Japan, I do a bit of consulting for uh, medical research, and I uh, also teach biology in uh, international high school. Wow, so y you weren't kidding when you said that you waited until you had some good educational qualifications before you went, went there. <laughs> right, yeah, no, no, I, no, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I, was I like, mean, oh. there was, of course... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there, there was the, uh, <laughs> No, wow. <laughs> there was the, of course, I was interested in the, in the science, but uh, yeah. I felt, you know, like I didn't want to be... Uh, one of those guys teaching language you yeah. know, with a very, very meager salary and living in poor conditions and stuff like that. I thought, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So that's, that's basically what happened. Nice. And then that, that gives you enough time to, to do martial arts every day or to do Aikido? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, that gives me plenty of time yeah, and, and decent, you know, uh, living conditions, which especially when you, you, you know, you hit my age is becoming quite important. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the ripe old age of 36, you said? Yeah, 36, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I, I get it. Once I turned 30, I, I started to feel <laughs> broken, too. <laughs> so every, like, things start to hurt, and you don't yeah, heal yeah, as yeah. quickly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, it, it gives you more, more room, uh, more opportunities. And uh, so, yeah, you, you, you can make decisions yourself more easily that like you don't. You don't have to accept everything, and uh, so that that, and that grounds you um, better, I think. Yeah. And basically, that's helped me to keep a good balance between my uh, martial arts life and my life. The most important thing about my life should be my life, right? As a, as a friend of mine uh, uh, told me <laughs> once. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's good advice. What is your? Uh, I guess I don't know how else to say it. Your your martial arts career. What did it look like? You said you started uh, when you well, were six years old. Uh, pretty much, yeah. I started in France. At the time, there wasn't that much a choice. Uh, you could do basically judo or karate mm -hmm. or aikido. My aikido was a bit more obscure. Right. So I started with judo. I mean, in France, judo is really, really big. Like uh, it's, it's perhaps the, the, the second or third uh, most popular sport, certainly at the time when I was young. Yeah. Uh, so I did judo for a few years. Not too keen on the competitive um, aspect. I don't think I have that in me, uh, really. Mm -hmm. 
But I did that. Uh, it was interesting. And then I stopped for a while. And then I wanted to, uh, to take on uh, another martial arts. And, you know, I didn't want to do like what everybody was doing, like, which was basically karate. And I heard about Aikido and I saw the, you know, the, the hakama, those white pants and that yeah. looked quite cool. And they're pretty cool pants. Yeah. So then, you know, I need to get myself one of those. And, uh, and they were waving uh, sticks around and so oh, I've got to, to try that. <laughs> so um, one day, uh, so, you know, of course, I, I watched a few uh, demos and things like that uh, on TV. And one night, uh, you know, was, uh, at the dinner table, I, I, I tell my, uh, my family, I say, OK, look, um, I was playing water polo at the time. And I said, I'm going to quit water polo and I want to do martial arts. And so my mom looks at me and she says, OK, uh, <laughs> what? Which, which, which martial arts? So, and I say, um, well, I want to do Aikido. And uh, my stepfather looks at me and he says, oh, that's interesting. I said, I said you know about Aikido? He said, yes, my, my best friend is an instructor. He's a fifth Dan. Mm -hmm. And well, I said, then I think, I think we're sorted, right? <laughs> so I went to visit his friend and, and basically uh, took on Aikido and never, never left. Nice. Wow. This is history. So you had, you had some, some judo experience first and then the competitive thing right. wasn't meshing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I kind of had exactly the opposite sort All of right. experience or I, I started with Aikido like at five years old and then okay. at about 15 14 15 years old I switched to kendo which is the more competitive oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting so we're that's like uh well, so, and you know perhaps aikido that young is maybe not the thing that you want to do I think I mean yeah it's good to decide <laughs> that you want to leave competition I don't think it's good to start without competition not knowing what it is and say mm -hmm. okay I'm doing aikido there's no competition I think it's quite good to know competition so, you know, I knew competitions through judo, through uh, water polo. Mm -hmm. uh, so I knew quite well what I was, you know, giving up. Uh, the other way around, perhaps, uh, you know, it's, I think it's, it's, an it's an important experience in life. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. So mm -hmm. does that make you a winner or a loser? No, it's just that sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. So it's, I think it's, it's important to get through that experience anyway. In Aikido, you can always win. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, uh, that's it was very positive. Yeah, that is what makes Aikido great, and what makes it—it's uh, one of its major pitfalls—is that you do always win. Well, actually, fifty percent of the time you lose because you you you're thrown. Fifty percent of the time you win because <laughs> you throw someone. But there is no there is no failure uh, in Aikido, which what makes it great. But if there is no failure in Aikido, and you've never experienced really failure elsewhere, then you run the risk of uh, feeling more competent than you really are. And that's one of the, the, the dangers of the system, uh, one of the difficulties yeah. to, uh, to assess yourself, you know, realistically and, uh, and rationally. Uh, so you have to be quite aware of, of where you are uh, because people let you do things to them uh, because that's part of the, you know, the katageko. We work together, we, we, we help each other improve, but you shouldn't either take advantage of the system or think that, you know, you're just that good you're not the person is just letting you do it <laughs> so i'm, I'm kind of getting an idea here of, of what aikido is like but i know that koichi you did some aikido and guillaume obviously you do aikido so i'm the only one here who doesn't know much about aikido so could you explain to me and then maybe also to listeners who who don't know like what what separates aikido from other martial arts and basically all i know is so, the cool, cool pants Okay, so... Um, Kendo wears cool pants too. <laughs> <laughs> Aikido is a Gendai Budo, so as opposed to uh, older martial arts, Koryu. So it was formulated about the same time as other Budo, like Judo, Kendo, mm -hmm. Karate-do. So it's one of those. 
It's one of the nine officially recognized Budo. Uh, so that's basically, uh, as far as Aikido is concerned, it's middle of the 20th century where it was formally uh, established, like uh, 1941 is when they actually decided to call it that at the Dainihon Butokukai. And basically just like Judo and Kendo, and uh, it, it stems from older techniques and it was formulated at a time where, of course, martial arts were not that popular anymore because, you know, uh, there was th that sort of ban after the war on martial mm -hmm. arts. You know, Japanese people didn't really want to have anything to do with martial arts anymore. Mm -hmm. So those techniques were modified and, and included within an education system, very much like what Kano Jigoro did for, for Judo. Basically, mm -hmm. what he did for Judo then happened for Kendo, Aikido, and so yeah. on. <laughs> so that followed pretty much the same, uh, the same path. Uh, the founder of Aikido, which is uh, Ueshiba Morihei, also had a pretty uh, busy spiritual life within the, the sect of uh, Omoto, and that influenced quite a bit his thinking as well, which perhaps uh, is responsible for uh, giving Aikido this more you know, spiritual aspect. Mm -hmm. Now, whether you want to put that aspect in your practice or not, it's really up to you, but there is that too. Even though, to be frank with you, uh, Ueshiba's uh, religious speech, I mean, 99% of, of his speech was religion-based and most people didn't understand it. So that, that kind of, you know, that's a thing on its own, but it's not, never really been studied very, very carefully, especially in the West. So. so we have Aikido, it's a set of techniques inherited from uh, an art, a koryu, which is called uh, Daitoryu Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the form of, uh, of Jiu-Jitsu, old forms of uh, Jiu-Jitsu. But, you know, when you look at Aikido today and Daitoryu, because I do Daitoryu as well, the techniques are extremely similar. Aikido has reduced the size of the curriculum, but the techniques are, are, are really similar. And if you look at videos of the founder of Aikido early in his life and later in his life, he's basically doing the same thing. So technically speaking, the techniques are the same. It's just perhaps the, the way they practiced is a little bit different. Aikido's got this idea of um, spreading harmony around. Now, there is a difficulty here as well in the terms of what you mean by uh, harmony, you know, like uh, in Japanese, let's mm -hmm. say one or Budo. But what we think in the West is harmony and what the Japanese think what means is, a, is a, perhaps a different thing. Uh, so there, there are multiple interpretations and that's great actually. That's I think one of the great things about Aikido is that really it's a, it's a, it's a medium for expression and you, know, you can interpret it in different ways and there are many ways it can be practiced. And if people are happy uh, doing that, that's, that's great. So what, what is Guillaume's definition of harmony then? My, my understanding of what one Obudo is, is I think a sort of conformity, cultural or uh, in the way we do things. Um, if we all adhere to that conformity, then relationships are going to go smoothly. Uh, basically, it's pretty much like the way things are in, in everyday life in Japan. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we accept some codes, we accept some forms, those we will call uh, technique or we'll call etiquette. And within that, that system, within those codes, we can learn to know each other a bit better and to know ourselves a little bit better. So that, that would be my, my definition. I wouldn't extend the meaning of harmony too far because, you know, I know, you know from experience that people are people and, uh, you know, you put enough people in a room and they will fight uh, about something eventually. But hopefully if you practice hard enough, long enough, and you learn to accept other people's way to do things, it will teach you something about tolerance and you might end up being a better human being. So the only difficulty for me 
in Aikido is not technical. Techniques in Aikido are pretty easy to learn. I mean, you can do them well if you study hard enough. The difficulties in Aikido is, and that's the great thing as well, you can practice Aikido in the US, in France, in Japan, and the difficulty will be to practice with people who perhaps don't do it exactly the same way you do. And what's on your shoulders is that you've got to accept the technique. You should be able to cope with any technique that somebody does, and you should be able to make that person feel your technique and without cheating, without talking, just through the technique itself. Mutual understanding through the technique. That, that's my, my conception of the, of the thing. And that's the way I, I practice it where, wherever I am. And whenever I'm frustrated, I think the person's doing it wrong, or, or perhaps uh, you know, my technique doesn't work as well as uh, it usually does, then it's on me to, you know, to work harder and to make sure that next time in a different place, uh, things go well. So it sounds like in Aikido, it's not like a solitary martial art where you're like, I'm practicing my own, like, like you, you have to work with other people. Is, is that true? Yes. And I think that's really the, the key of, uh, because I, have, I perhaps have not mentioned it, but the big difference between Aikido and a lot of other martial arts is that there is no competition. And that's by design. The, the founder was really dead set against it. He really didn't like the idea of, uh, of competing and and winning and losing. So we do work together, yes. And, um, and because you're not after a victory, you're not after a title, that helps you to actually focus on the relationship, yeah. Uh, what's going on at the moment you're practicing with someone at that very moment with that person. So I think that's, that's, that's a key of uh, what Aikido is. So when people approach Aikido from a different angle, from uh, an angle of combat or competition, I can understand where they're coming from, but Sometimes a lot of the questions are not really relevant to, to what Aikido is because we've given up that competition so that we could focus on something else. So that, that's really a big thing. And, uh, you know, Aikido's changed quite a bit since uh, it was, you know, uh, done by the founder. But really, I think that that notion of not having competitions uh, is very important. Now, of course, we also have to watch ourselves because, again, we, we are human beings and Competition, if not explicit, it sometimes crawls in, uh, in in quite different forms. For example, there could be competition for ranks, competition for uh, the place in a dojo or the place, uh, you know, within the, the 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 group around the teacher. So we have to we have to be very very uh, careful of that as well. Uh, but certainly, we you are very careful about not only what you do, but what the what you do as a as as a group or as a, uh, a pair of practitioners, yeah, it's very important. So we, we've talked, uh, we haven't really talked too much about what exactly Aikido is. So mm -hmm. for people who don't know what Aikido is, or maybe people who have just like kind of a stereotype of what Aikido is, I guess probably the best way to do it would be to compare it to uh, like more well-known martial arts. So like what's the All difference right. between Aikido and like karate, for example, or yeah. other things that people might know about in the West? Technically speaking, um, Aikido doesn't really have strikes. We don't learn to strike, to punch, to kick. It's not really within the curriculum. Of course, we do it, and in some schools we do it more than others, because that's, you have to learn how to react to those attacks. But it's not contained really within the curriculum. There are a few atemi within the technique, but not really formal. You don't stand in line and kicking and, and punching like you would do in a in a karate school. Uh, but we learn how to deal with those sort of uh, attacks, but only kicks and punch, but also grabs. 
And basically that ends up as a projection. Now compared to the projections in judo, uh, even though the, there is a relationship here because that all comes from different forms of old jujitsu, in Aikido, we, we, the projection, you tend to stay uh, up. You wouldn't go uh, into a newaza, in, uh, into a mm -hmm. groundwork, grappling work. You would uh, either apply a pin, try to stay up at least on your knees, or you would throw person. So that, that, would be the, that would be the difference. So not so much emphasis on strikes and not as much, even though there are projections, not as much uh, groundwork as what you would find in, uh, in Judo. Now the specificity of, uh, of Aikido compared to other Aikijujutsu is that in Aikijujutsu, you, there, there is a sign in Aikijujutsu which says the technique should be one second, one tatami. In other words, it should be very, very short and takes place in, in a very small amount of space. Whereas in Aikido, if you look at Aikido videos, the throws are a little bit more wide, ample. And the reason is, there is also a notion of forgiveness in Aikido. In other words, when you throw the person, you're actually opening a door for that person to get out of it unharmed. In, in, in Aikido Jujutsu, you would basically throw the person at your feet and then dislocate something or, I don't know, stab the person or whatever that is. In Aikido, we leave the door open for the person to to get better. Uh, we appreciate that the person's made a mistake by attacking us, but we do not want to destroy. We want to give the chance to the person to realize that the, the futility of the attack. So the throw is a bit further from you and the person will eventually get up and that should be up to them to realize that, you know, why, why did they attack you? What was, was the point of that? So there is that element of, uh, of uh, education, not edu only educating yourself, but edu educating the person who wish you uh, wish to harm you, so that's that's a big difference uh, with Aikido. So if I was planning to do like dojo arashi, that Aikido would be the one to do it because I wouldn't walk away, or I would walk away maybe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, in, on its best form, you come to my dojo. You want to do a dojo yabori, yeah. Well, you walk out of the dojo. And, and, and perhaps you even come back as a member, maybe. <laughs> uh, that, that would be the, the idea, yeah. I, the ideal. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, that, that, that clears it up a lot for me. So, so it sounds like there's a lot of philosophy behind it also. I know you mentioned spirituality earlier, but mm -hmm. know, so it seems to be a lot of harmony and a lot of forgiveness. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and pretty, it, pretty cool. It's not often really explicit because as I said, the writings and the, 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 the way the founder spoke was very, very obscure, obscure. Very, very few of his own students, Japanese native, would understand what he was talking about. But it is really, and that's the beauty of it, it is infused within the, within the form, within the codes of Aikido. And you can actually push it quite far, but it's not in your face. You know, mm. I'm a scientist. So I would have very, very low tolerance for uh, mumbo-jumbo, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, well, what I see as mumbo-jumbo, uh, it's, it's not as explicit as that. You don't have to believe anything, but you just have to realize, you know, basically what it is to be a, a decent human being and to have productive interactions within society. So that, that's, that's why it takes so long to, to learn. And that's why, you know... That's the good thing also about Aikido is that because there is no competition, because hopefully you don't push too hard physically or um, that you can practice it for a very long time. And that's also one of the difficulties of Aikido is that, you know, it, within one session you might end up practicing with a 20-something years old uh, very athletic uh, person. <laughs> 
and then you'll be with a, a very old lady. Some people might train once a week, some people might train every day. That's, you've got also that, uh, that uh, diversity on the, on the tatami. There's not really, uh, how would you say, a uh, difference of age, uh, fitness, gender, or anything like that. Everybody's together. That's, that's the great thing. You have to accept everybody. Everybody's as, legit, as legitimate as you in being there and practicing. And so you have to practice with everybody. Hmm. So you've, you've practiced Aikido in both France and then also in Japan. Have you noticed any, is there any difference between the two or is it pretty, I guess, standardized across the world? I would say the, um, I mean, there are different uh, branches of Aikido, you know, as, as it is everywhere. Mm, Once right. the, the founder dies, then such and such student, they create their own school, their own branch. So, but really, on the whole, I've, I've, I've practiced in a number of countries, a number of places, in a number of styles of Aikido, and I always found uh, common grounds, and, uh, and I was certainly 99.9% of the time welcome uh, wherever I was going. And, uh, so that, that's a great thing. I mean, you know, I studied in, in Ireland, in England, traveled all over the place, and Aikido has been really central for me to actually establish a social, uh, social life. Every time I was going to a new place, I knew no one. First thing I would do is to, to find uh, Aikido uh, dojos and, and go there. And that was a really, really uh, important way for me to integrate uh, in, in places. So that's, that's also uh, quite important. And again, the difficulty in Aikido is to accept that people perhaps are doing it differently than you are and to just try to see what you can learn from it and try to, uh, to adapt and, uh, and, and have, a, have a good time and perhaps learn something uh, in the process. Uh, so that, that's been really central for me. Yeah. The differences in terms of understanding of what Aikido is about, well, I mean, you know, as we discussed about Wa and, you know, th there are different cultural differences. Uh, there is a lot of, uh, of myth, like in, any, in, in most martial arts, uh, you know, you've got the understanding that people had, the, the different students of the founder, what they've taught to their own students, and every single time there is a filter there, and uh, so it's unavoidable. But, uh, and that's, that's why I see part of my role doing what I do, like uh, when I produce uh, you know, uh, articles or videos and, some, uh, and so on, I try to bring the Japanese way of doing Aikido to, to, to the outside, not to tell people this is how you should do it, just to tell them, okay, look, this is how it's done in Japan, and this is great, and well, why don't you either come to practice in Japan or, or, or try to find out, you know, perhaps what's done differently compared to wh what you are doing. So that, that's, that's part of my, what I do is to try to get that information out, you know, and that can be historical, that can be technical. Like, for example, you know, what's the meaning of the hakama? Uh, you know, that these white pants, you know, if you ask someone, they, they're likely to tell you, at least in, in, in the West, oh, that's, that's supposed to hide your feet, you know, so people can't know exactly what you're doing and it gives you an advantage. But of course, if you look in history, that's not the case at all, right? Because the first thing you do uh, in the past when you had a hakama, you would like basically tie it so that it didn't hinder your, your moves yeah. and you would wear it. <laughs> Well above the, above the uh, well above the ankle, so that, that would not serve the, the the purpose of hiding your feet. I mean, you would be walking in the mud, uh, so of course you don't want it to, to to go all the way down the floor. So try to clarify some historical factual misunderstandings. That's also uh, 
part of what I do, yeah. So you mentioned, uh, you know, encouraging people to come to Japan to practice mm -hmm. Aikido. So yeah. what, what uh, path would you recommend to people? So like, say like now I'm really interested in Aikido because I've heard you talking um, for a little bit and I'm like, okay, I'm ready, ready to go to Japan and practice Aikido. Like how, how do I do that? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's difficult because, you know, I, I must acknowledge that your way of doing it and your path is different from mine. So it would be very difficult for me to, uh, to give you a path. Well, I can, the only thing I can really do is to explain to you how I did it and, and, and to give you some practical uh, information on, you know, uh, where do you go, how much it costs, uh, you know, the, the difficulties that I had. Uh, but I, I try not actually to, when I have somebody, especially somebody younger asking me, I try not to get them within a, a path because they should, that thing should work itself out in their, in their minds through their experience. But I will give you, uh, you know, uh, like practical information, you know, how, and that I have, there is a whole part on my website where I explain to you, you know, how you rent an apartment in Japan, uh, you know, how, how perhaps how you find a job and things like this. But the way you would do it, I mean, again, the, you, you, I haven't done it like that myself, but you get people who come, they, they save money uh, so that they, they've got a bit of money for a year or two. They live in dreadful conditions, uh, in very, very small apartments with no, no shower, no heating, and uh, they basically train as hard as they can. Uh, that's one way to do it, but I'm not going to encourage you to do it, and that's <laughs> certainly not the way I did it, but that, there is that. Um, I knew, as, as I told before, that I wanted to have a balance in my life. I think balance is very important. So that's the way I did it. And I'm sure there are many, many other ways to do it. Uh, and again, that's, that's a, I mean, I, I may sound like I'm dodging the question, but if I'm really truthful about what I said about the way Aikido, the way I see Aikido, that's the only answer I can really, uh, I can really give. But, but you should try and like find your way to Japan in some way. Like you can't go to an Aikido dojo on your vacation and be like, take me in and house me. Ah, no, no, that, that would probably not happen, no. <laughs> uh, certainly not, not the dojos that I, that I know, no. Uh, there are some uh, uchideshi programs uh, or within some dojo where you basically you would become either, you know, uchideshi or kenshusei, so instructor program, or live-in students, students that live in the dojo. But that's on a case-per-case -case basis. I mean, uh, you, you have to go there and perhaps have the right connection or, or display the right behavior so that the person accepts you. And, uh, and then even then, you would probably be responsible for your own, uh, your own income, uh, at least at the beginning. So that's, you know, that, that would not necessarily be uh, uh, the, the, the first thing I'm thinking about when, uh, when trying to go to Japan. All I can advise is really train hard and try to train long. That's, an, that's, that's what I tried to do. I knew that I didn't want to go there just for six months because it seemed to me straight away that that wouldn't be long enough. And I've been there seven years and I'm still figuring stuff out. <laughs> uh, I'm still making an awful lot of mistakes when I see things I wrote like five years ago. I'm like, oh, I can, how, how could I first write that and how can I live with writing that? Uh, <laughs> so it takes a long time. I'm very suspicious when I hear someone coming back from Japan after six months or a year and say, oh, I've learned stuff uh, that nobody else is know and, um, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to explain to you. I mean, I've got a, I'm going a little bit off on a tangent here, but I've got a, an interesting anecdote on that. Uh, on that. When I started to do Daitoryu Jujutsu, I wanted to do that because I wanted to understand what the founder of Aikido studied. So it's, I, I did a bit, uh, it's, I saw that as a historical work, right? Mm -hmm. And I practiced in a couple of places, one of which is in Shikoku with uh, 
very old, very old since he's 86, 87 now. And I was very, I got lucky enough to get an introduction uh, with that sensei. So uh, they let me go to the dojo. So I was going every month from Tokyo to Shikoku. And I, you might know that it's quite a, it's quite right. It's, yeah, it's a bit a long, long and um, it's, it's, uh, it's expensive. So, but I was making the effort. I was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I have to do it uh, because that knowledge is available and I, I should uh, you know, uh, try to get as much as I can. And I went for years like that every month. And, you know, and my wife, you know, doesn't always, not always happy about the fact that, you know, I'm going <laughs> to spend 30,000 yen on a plane ticket and then uh, and sleep, uh, you know, in, in the dojo all weekend and so on. But anyway, I did that and I felt like, oh, I'm learning so much stuff. And I was like, oh, uh, when I go back to France and I teach a seminar, I'm going to explain them uh, what it is to, to do real uh, Aiki and so on. <laughs> and one day, um, my teacher, th that teacher whose name is, uh, is, uh, is a Chiba Sensei, he calls me over to Shikoku and usually I go there, he doesn't call me over. But this time he called me over and uh, he says, okay, look, uh, I heard that you're going back to France this summer. You're going to teach some Aikido and you're planning to also include a bit of Daitoryu in it. And I said, yes. Uh, and so I said, I hope that's fine. He said, yes, that's fine, but I'm going to show you exactly what you can and cannot show. And I said, okay, sure. So I had that private class with him. But the, that day, he showed me stuff in a different way compared to what he was showing before. And, and, and I kept telling him, but this is different, this is different. Why, why are we doing this like this today? And at some point, he, he looks at me and he says, well, look, I'm showing you the way uh, it should be done. But I said, then what did you show me before? And he said, well, but before you were not my student. Uh, now you're my student, so I'm showing you the right way to do. In other words, I traveled to Shikoku for five years, spent <laughs> an awful lot of money and time. And basically, I was, I don't know, misled. No, I, don't, I wouldn't say misled because that was part of the, the construction. It seemed to be necessary to get to a level. But I suddenly didn't learn the right stuff. And only when I came in the dojo and saw my name, you know, on that board where you get the names of all the students, mm -hmm. uh, in, like in many dojo, and that day my name was there, he changed the way he taught. Uh, <laughs> so again, that made me very, very cautious when I hear people coming back from Japan saying, you know, after even a year, two years, or even three years, oh, I've learned so, so much stuff, I've signed with my blood and I know the secret techniques. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> when in five years I learned nothing and, you know, it took all that time, um, I'm very doubtful on that. Uh, it takes a long time. So perhaps that would be my advice. If you plan to go to Japan to learn martial arts, uh, it's going to take a lot of time. That, that's what I would say. So plan it well and make sure you can uh, sustain, um, your, uh, you can live there long enough. Hey, everybody, we're going to take a quick commercial break. That mm -hmm. just means we ramble on about Wani Kani for a little bit. Yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's a Wani Kani. If you don't know already, you have not been listening to our other podcasts, but it's a kanji, a, a website for learning Japanese kanji, Japanese vocabulary words in uh, the shortest amount of time possible, at least in terms of the long term. So we're talking a year and a half or two years, mm -hmm. or, or it could be more or less depending on how fast you are. It could maybe be three or four years, but guess what? That's still shorter than 10 years. It is. We're just never learning these at all. Most <laughs> people get to like 200 or 300, and then they're kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, that's about all I'm going to learn in my... That's all I can get in my head. Yeah. Um, but because they're probably learning in a way that makes them quit. Yeah, because very they're, painful. Yeah, doing it very inefficiently. Wanikani makes it very easy. Uh, it uses mnemonics, which means you can hold information for much longer in your head mm -hmm. so that you can recall them 
when the flashcard comes up. And the flashcards come up in spaced repetition format. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) They show up, uh, which means they show up so that uh, if you're doing badly at a card, it'll show up more. If you're doing really well, it'll show up less and less and less until it shows up maybe once every one or two months. And then eventually disappears because the uh, website knows that you know this vocabulary kanji. Um, And uh, yeah, I I actually, what I did is I looked up the kanji for Aikido in in terms of what levels they are in Wanikani. And you could learn how to spell and read. Spelling is not the right word for kanji, (laughs) but you can learn how to to read the word Aikido by level eight of Wanikani. Oh, that's pretty soon. Yeah, and that's about maybe two to three months of studying. Mm-hmm. And so you could you can be reading the word Aikido. You could be doing Aikido. Yeah. Um, and how, how many strokes is in the most stroked? Uh, one, two, kanji. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I think Do for eleven strokes. Wow. So you're so you're reading eleven stroke kanjis by in in a couple months. Yeah, actually, I think there there might be some higher stroke kanji by mm-hmm. by then, but uh, oh yeah, but at least eleven. Yeah, and should I think it's uh, two, maybe three radicals, depending on on what uh, we're doing with radicals there. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, you could you could learn how to read something like Aikido, which is actually somewhat complicated mm-hmm. uh, in a very short amount of time. And like if you did this in a regular classroom, I think the same kanji would probably maybe be done in your first year, maybe it would be in your second year of Japanese. Mm-hmm. So. It is really fast. You can try the first three levels for free. Uh, that's, I think, about 80. No, ooh, ooh, yeah, about 80 kanji. Yeah. And then about uh, 200 vocabulary words. Mm-hmm. And that's like wh- a whole semester of Japanese class. Yeah, it's in about a it's couple weeks. A lot, of, a lot of classes, they maybe they won't even learn that, or that'll be uh, about all they learn. And you can do it within less than a month on Wani Kani. Mm hmm. And uh, so even if you don't end up paying for it, you've gotten a year of, of uh, kanji and vocabulary classes under your belt in less than a month. Yeah. So give it a try. It's wanikani.com, W-A-N-I-K-A-N-I.com. And that's uh, wani, which is alligator, kani, which is crab. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a crabigator thing going on there. <laughs> You'll learn more as you get further into the organization. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, you'll have to try it to figure out whatever that meant. <laughs> and back to our show. I, I go on sort of similar tangents where I, I see, especially like the, the Western idea. I don't, I don't know how it is in Europe, but in America, like the, our idea of martial arts, it's so, it feels so skewed in that like it's, it feels like it's, uh, sort of a more of a short-term temporary sort of thing like mm. oh I learned it I'm I got my well like there's the whole thing about black belts in America where like for some right. reason everyone thinks like black belts are amazing it's just shodan right it's shodan right and when and you know what it means uh, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. means like you're, you're basically at the a level where you can be a beginner now and so like exactly it's just like it's a totally I don't I mean I think it's been commercialized I think that's kind of the problem with like McDojo's and, and things like that uh, people paying for testing like so much and having like 40 ranks between yes. when they start and when they get to Shodan and then more after that. But yeah, like we, we see that a lot here. And I guess I just, the only thing I wanted, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to, to emphasize <laughs> that it's like martial arts, they should be, they should be like more of a lifelong endeavor. And like, like you're saying, Guillaume, about 
it should be about like improving yourself or making yourself a better person, mm-hmm. not so much like learning how to beat someone up, which is kind of what it feels like uh, for a lot of people, I think. Right, it's a way, right? I mean, Budo is a way. It's like you, you sometimes you, you will also learn, I mean, here about the, the term, uh, not Aikido, but Aiki no Michi. Uh, it is a way and it takes a lot of time. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, of course, there is the, uh, the, all the human aspects of ranking and stuff like that <laughs> because Aikido doesn't have competition, but it has ranks as well. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you, like everywhere else, it can create some, some issues. Uh, and then there is the, the way to teach it. Uh, now, sometimes some people <laughs> are, have to spread rather thin the little knowledge that they have because mm-hmm. once they go back home and they become teachers, they need to, you know, um, to keep the interest of the students and the income coming. Uh, so that's, right. <laughs> that's why I've decided personally, and that's only my choice, that I will never be a professional Aikido teacher. Yeah. I go back to, uh, to Europe and I teach seminars and stuff like that, but as, as not as a pro, that is not my main source of income. And I would never want it to be, because if you do that, uh, then you have to adopt a strategy uh, in your teaching. Uh, so, you know, perhaps, yeah, you increase the number of ranks or the number of techniques or whatever that is. And that's really, I mean, that's not a place where I want to go. Uh, I, I know that some people are doing, some people are doing it very successfully and they're not yeah. <laughs> really necessarily bad teachers or anything, but that's not something I want to have to worry about. When I go and I teach, I give everything. I, I give everything I can, or I'm allowed mm-hmm. to, but I give everything. And then it's up to, to people to pick it up. Um, otherwise, yeah, that, that become, becomes complicated. I mean, the whole notion of grades and, I mean, suddenly, I don't know if this is the case in the US, but in judo, because kids start so early, mm-hmm. they started to introduce newer ranking system <laughs> within ranking system so that the kids could have milestones, well, which is fair enough, I mean, especially yeah. as a child. Right. You can forgive a child for wanting to have a new belt every six months or a year. <laughs> I, I find it a bit more difficult to forgive to, to an adult, but mm-hmm. so, yeah, that, that, that happens, yes, sure. I mean, ranks have also uh, uh, crept in in, uh, in in traditional older martial arts as well, in Daitoyaki Jiu-Jitsu, you've got Dan ranks, which is really bizarre if you think mm. about it in terms of a, of a Koryu. But, yeah. it, but it does, uh, because this has to cater for the... Uh, otherwise, you would have Menkyo, you know, the, the, the Koju Dairi, the instructor certificate, or Menkyo Kailan, which is the, the full uh, certificate that, the, that states that you've, you've, you've been exposed to everything from the school. But that takes forever to get it. So they had to split uh, or to create some new ranks for people who were p- perhaps not as uh, dedicated and they had to introduce <laughs> them in Daitoryu as well. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's, you know, it's a human thing. And, I mean, there's on not only bad things about ranking. It's, um, it can be a motivation. It can be, a, uh, you know, the, an important way for people to also accept hierarchy. I think one important thing in, a, mm-hmm. in Japan is that you respect your, your elders and you respect the hierarchy. Uh, you know, like in France, we had the revolution, so we have a problem with hierarchy and with <laughs> ranks and stuff like that. And, and people would tend to skip ranks if they could. Uh, <laughs> you don't find in, that in Japan. And so no. the, and then the, I think that's great. And sometimes, you know, you've got above you people that you think are incompetent or not particularly nice, but you have to deal with them uh, in a respectful way and accept the fact that they are your senpai or your, your sensei or whatever. That's part of the game as well. Yeah, well uh, so I would also tend to try to bring that to... To France as well, to Europe as well, yeah. Well, I, I, Aikido is like kendo, right? Where you there's no physical belt or anything. You don't 
there's nothing that shows what your rank is, right? It depends on the school. I mean, okay. usually, uh, yes, you, you start with the white belt, then, you know, once you get your black belt, uh, you get to wear the Hakama, so you wear the oh, black okay. belt, and that, that should be the end of it. Then there are different systems, and, uh, you know, like, uh, for example, women would tend to get the, the Hakama a bit earlier, mm -hmm. uh, but that's just a norm, like, they would get the Hakama at third queue, I believe. Um, so before the shodan, but that's just uh, that's just uh, just just a norm. I mean, I you know initially everybody had a hakama, and they had to give up the use of the hakama, you know, during the war after the war because just people didn't mm -hmm. have the money to spend on the hakama, and they wouldn't right. wear really the really wear formal hakama to to to, to practice uh, every day. So they got the authorization to stop you know using a hakama. It's like if you didn't have a keikogi and you would come with a tracksuit was because you didn't have money for a keikogi, what do we do? You, 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 we kick you out because you don't have a keikogi, or we tell you, okay, <laughs> you can use your tracksuit and you'll, you'll buy your keikogi later. So that's, that's what happened for the hakama. But then the, the whole thing got turned on its head, and now hakama somehow is a sign of a rank, where initially it was just like, okay, you, it's fine, you don't have to buy the hakama right now, just wait a few, uh, mm -hmm. a few years to see if you're really interested in the, yeah, then right. make the investment. <laughs> So, so we do with the armor in Kendo. <laughs> like, no, you really shouldn't use right away. You're gonna quit. Right. <laughs> You're probably gonna quit, so you probably shouldn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, you really need to buy all that stuff. Yeah, that's that, yeah. that's 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 true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty merciful, I think. You yeah. know, rather than be like, hey, buy all this expensive stuff right off the bat. Yeah. Well, Aikido's very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm wondering, I mean, like, say, yeah. uh, uh, someone lives in Japan, right, and mm -hmm. maybe they're on the jet program or they're working there. Yeah. And now they hear this podcast because, you know, they're listening to it and they, they think, oh, Aikido, now I want to try it. They've never tried it before. How do they get started with Aikido in Japan? Okay, um, I would actually, I mean, I'd rather talk about Tokyo because that's where I live and that's you know, where I know how it works. We can say this I person mean, lives in Tokyo. <laughs> right, okay, so they live in Tokyo. I would say, you know, you, it depends what you want to do, but you either find... The address of the closest dojo near your house, or you can go to the Aikido headquarters in Tokyo. Uh, they are in uh, they are in Shinjuku, so they are pretty easy to access. That's where I go. Uh, you register. Uh, they have a bunch of classes. Um, the, the good thing about that that place is because it's the world headquarters. They've got classes, several classes per day, every day, the different levels and so on. So it's it's it's, it's quite easy to start there. Uh, they will probably ask you to bring a, or to buy a keikogi, I think. I don't think I've ever seen someone with a just tracksuit to train. But then again, this is Japan and most people perhaps have an old keikogi from their university days or their, their school days somewhere. But anyways, uh, so you'd register and you'd be uh, going to beginner's classes. Uh, and they would teach you from the ground up, uh, you know, how you, how you bow, how you roll, how you, you do some techniques. But it's really, there's nothing much more than that. Uh, it's very progressive. Um, and then once you feel more confident, you can move up to the, to the more advanced classes. They're not really advanced classes, they're regular classes. It means they're classes for everybody. Because again, there's that notion that Aikido, everybody should be training together. But then, of course, you have to allow beginners to be beginners, right? So there are <laughs> some classes which are more mm -hmm. tailored towards that, um, that level. So it's really, really easy. Everybody's welcome. Doesn't matter how fit you are, uh, how old you are, uh, your, your gender doesn't matter. 
It's, uh, so that, that's the great thing about Aikido. And you will very quickly train with very, very different people, different teachers, different practitioners, uh, and you should, have, you should have a good time. That's the, the important thing. Uh, you should work hard, but the good thing is also that you work as hard as you want. So you've got people who train every day very hard and, and so on, and they can, that's fine. And you've got people who just go there to relax once or twice per, per week, and that's also acceptable. Uh, so yeah, that's the way I would, uh, I would present it. So very, very easy, no, no pressure, and uh, keep an open mind. So if, if you go anywhere in Japan, say like you, you live in, in Gifu or something, and you find Aikido, mm -hmm. like it, are, are there any Aikido, is pretty much every Aikido in Japan fine to join? Like they would adhere to Is there a national the organization yeah. or something? All right, yeah, uh, there is the, the Nihon Renmei, Mm -hmm. uh, which would have, you know, is, you would probably better be uh, uh, quite right to go on their website, look at the, the list of dojos, look at the one which is the closest to yours, and, uh, and go there. If you go to one of those, yeah, the, they will follow pretty much the same principles. But uh, again, the, the inner workings of each dojo might be a little bit different, but uh, you'll, be, you'll certainly be welcome, and uh, so th there is no problem at all. That's for the what's called the Aikikai... Uh, uh, school, if you want, the Aikikai is the basically that's the school of the founder, uh, which is now run by his grandson. Uh, it's you know that sort of Iemoto system. It was run with the f by, by the founder, then his son, and his grandson, and very soon his uh, his great grandson. So that's the, the 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 main line. But then of course there are many other lines. I can't really speak that well of the other lines. I've trained with them, but uh, I don't really know the system very very well. But uh, I would say yeah, type you know. Uh, Aikikai uh, Japanese Federation. You'll find out the either in English or in Japanese, and you'll find out the list of uh, of dojos. Yeah. And and what if you're looking for Aikido outside of Japan, say in the U.S.? Is there are there any signs like you know you talked about the monetization of of martial arts? <laughs> oh, like okay. If they're get, uh, like offering you the golden chameleon belt on the first day <laughs> or something, <laughs> they're in a strip mall. <laughs> okay. If, if there's well, paint on the windows that say two weeks free and. <laughs> There's a goofy character. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. There is an entity which is called the International Aikido Federation, with uh, which I work as well. Um, I work with uh, the Hombu Dojo, the Aikikai, and I work with the Aiki uh, International Aikido Federation. So it, it stems from the Hombu Dojo, and it gathers many, many uh, groups around the world uh, that do Aikido in that same way. Uh, so you can go on their website or you can, uh, you can email us, basically, and uh, if we can, we'll try to provide you information uh, about dojos near your place, which basically follow the way we, um, we do things. So that's the International Aikido Federation. You just can Google it. That's, uh, that's very easy. Cool. And again, for the rest, I can't, I can't really speak. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there are some great places outside of this, not, not so great places. You really would have to go and, and, and try and basically, uh, you know, Try, you know, look at what happening, what's happening. If it fits you, just go for it. If it sounds fishy, never come back. It's very, very easy. <laughs> if they try and sell you like really expensive silk hakama on the first day, then <laughs> yeah, then, or uh, like uh, you know, uh, intensive course on DVD where you'll get your black yeah. belt in a year. Probably <laughs> not the right place yeah. uh, to go. I think I think Aikido, out of most of the martial arts in the U.S., they're the least commercialized and tend to be less McDojoy. It, it is tough in the way that because there is no competition, there is no sponsorship. I mean, who would uh, want yeah. to sponsor an Aikido practitioner? Seriously, uh, there is no competition, so there is no really 
press coverage, uh, no ranking, no. There are international events, but they are non-competitive. So you know, so yeah, sh they would tend to be a little bit uh, you know, spared by some commercial aspects. But there are commercial aspects like everywhere else. Uh, you know, they, they will, you know, you read that ad which says, oh, become, uh, become invincible in, 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 <laughs> in three weeks. And, uh, but, you know, you have to use a bit of common sense. Luckily, nowadays, we've got the internet, we've got all that. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started, you just picked the, and I, I got lucky because, you know, as I said, I started with a friend of my stepfather. But when I started, we would just pick the dodo which was closer to your house, whatever it was. Uh, but nowadays, I mean, you can do your, you can do your homework and, and, and look up a bit the places where you, uh, you want to go. Yeah. Totally. So are, are there uh, like s sponsored events for martial arts? Maybe I'm, I'm just out of the loop, but is it like Flaming Hot uh, Cheetos presents Karate Championship? All right. So there <laughs> is in, Jap <laughs> in Japan, there is a big event, uh, which is called the uh, All Japan Aikido Demonstration. So this is a quite a cool event. Even if you don't do Aikido, if it happens when you're in Japan, I would recommend going. It's in May. It takes place at the Nippon Budokan. And every school from Japan sends representative over there. And for the whole day, there are five big tatami on the, you know, on the, on the, the grounds of the Budokan. It's packed with people watching and every dojo presents what they do. And very high ranked teachers also uh, do demonstrations. So it's a great, great way to see the different uh, um, expressions of Aikido. I mean, you'd see stuff that oh, they do that. They do it like that. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's a great day. So that, that's for Japan. And that happens every year in May. And it's free. So you can really turn up and, and, and have a good time. And, uh, so that, that would be uh, one major event. Uh, and on the international scene, we, um, the International Aikido Federation organizes a congress every four years where people from all around the world come. And we have seminars, demonstrations, and as well as some meetings to elect the new chairman and, 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 and so on. So that, these are the major Aikido events. Now, locally in different countries, uh, there might be things. I mean, in France, suddenly there is that huge event in, uh, you know, Bercy, uh, the, the, the big sports place in Paris, where you've got the Festival of Martial Arts, where you get many demonstrations. And that's where I saw Aikido the first time. Somebody called Christian Tissier, uh, uh, who was the, who is the, the, the highest ranked practitioner in, practitioner in France, used to do demonstration there. And when I saw what he was doing, I said, oh, that's what I want to do. So there are events like this. But in Japan, yeah, the two main events would be the, um, the old Japan Aikido demonstration every year and the International Aikido Federation Congress every four years. And then, of course, you know, there, there are uh, events every year, celebrations, you know, the celebrations to the memory of the founder, uh, the Kagami Biraki and, uh, and all that stuff. Sounds like there's a lot of ways to, to get involved and, and do things. Um, yeah, and yeah. You and said you're you're at the one in in Shinjuku every yeah. every week. Yes. So uh, yeah, if anyone wants to meet Guillaume, you can <laughs> go to the one in Shinjuku. <laughs> you, you have the option to say delete that. Yeah, <laughs> if you, <laughs> you want tell me to delete that. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm I'm always happy to help, and you know, people, you know, because I've got this information on my website about the Hombudoro, about Aikido, and so on. People often see that work, and when they come to Japan, they, you know, they, they, they tap on my shoulder in the, in the changing room and say, oh, I read your, your article, thank you, and, uh, because, <laughs> you know, I explain to them. I try to explain the etiquette, especially, mm -hmm. what to do, not to do in a dojo, so that they feel more comfortable when they turn up. Because, of course, you're not supposed to know all the rules when you come. Uh, so, you know, where do you bow, where you leave your shoes, where, and that, that, all that information I, I, try to, uh, I try to give so that people have a, 
as good as good an experience as possible. But you know yourself, I mean, in Japan, the most important thing is observation. You're not expected to know all the rules, but, you know, you look at the way people behave. And if you behave the way most people behave, you'll be fine. I mean, mm -hmm. that's also the notion of, of war, right? <laughs> the, that conformity. I mean, if you do that, you'll be fine most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, if you start, you know, uh, undressing where, you know, there is no one undressing, I mean, you will probably <laughs> run into problems. I don't know. In Kendo, we do that. <laughs> <laughs> and in the U.S., we run into problems. <laughs> so I get emails. They're like, you can't undress in front of all the, everybody. <laughs> what, in front of the crowds? <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, care. It sounds it sounds like a bit silly, but I have seen that. I mean, the the the, the changing rooms were packed one day at the dojo, and because uh, you know when there are a lot of people, uh, it can be. And there's I think a Russian guy or something just like figured, oh, you know what, I'm gonna undress in the <laughs> in the stair in the staircase, where everybody else is is going by, like uh, men, women, <laughs> teachers, uh, children, and no, you can't do that. I mean. <laughs> Sounds like common sense, but uh, yeah, not not to everybody. I guess we're a little less refined in kendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I've done a few kendo classes. Actually, uh, interestingly, I found them uh, quite formal, more formal than I would have thought. Uh, in the way the class run, but then of course, what happens around the class, I'm not quite sure. Uh, yeah, it it is it is really formal inside the class. It's very. Very militaristic, I guess, in a way. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, like you said, it was like developed along with, with judo and, I guess aikido. I didn't know about that. About just like as an education system for, for kind of sort of, wartime kids. So. Right. That's that's that's, yeah. that's right. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you uh, you probably know uh, um, uh, Alex Bennett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's written very interesting uh, books on that uh, on that topic. Uh. Yeah, he's like the, the kendo version of you, I think, maybe. <laughs> oh, no, I wish, I wish I was, but no, 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 no. Uh, that guy knows what he's talking about. No, I'm just pretending. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure we all, we all feel like we're pretending. Right. That's, I, that's like, a, that's a good sign. If you're doing martial arts and you feel like you're pretending, like, your whole life, then... It, it means you're humble, and that's good, I think. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> it's only a problem anyone, when you're like, I know everything. Yeah, like you said, the people who come back from Japan, and they're like, oh, let me let me teach you everything I learned these six mm. months. I'm so good. Yeah, that's, that's well, what there, you got to look actually, out for. Actually, one thing that I'd like to, uh, to put on the record is that the level uh, outside of Japan is very high in martial arts. I mean, you know, martial arts have been practiced in the West, you know, for 60 years. Uh, mm -hmm perhaps even more now, almost 70. Uh, the level is very high. You've got foreign instructors who've been training for as long as the most senior instructors in Japan. So we shouldn't mm -hmm. be too... Uh, critical? Self-critical, yeah. yeah um, in the West, we've got, there is a good level. Uh, you know, you can perfectly practice perfectly good Aikido, never set foot in Japan. I think it'd be a shame culturally and, and for you as a person, but, uh, you know, I, w I don't want to to get this idea across that I think that only a good Aikido is done in Japan because that's really not the case. Uh, no, for sure. It gets really, really high-level people uh, abroad. So if people want to want to get in, in contact with you or, or read about stuff uh, from from you, you have a website, um, and it's guillaumerard.com. Right, uh, so uh, good luck with, with that one. It's probably <laughs> better We're, we're going to write that one down and yeah. stick it, stick we'll it put in, in the description. The yeah, yeah, we'll put it in the notes and then the description. You guys can click on it. Thanks for that. Your <laughs> and he's, he's also on YouTube at youtube.com slash user slash Sen no Sen project. Oh, you guys have Sen no Sen in Aikido too? That's great. 
Uh, yeah, this Sen no Sen, Go no Sen. Uh, sen, sen, no sen, sen Sen no Sen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get people fighting over what is really Aikido, which one of the three, uh, uh, or all mm. of them, or but, uh, that's, that yeah, that's all of them. No, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are just words. I mean, one thing that my teacher says uh, in Shikoku, he says. Uh, uh, words are like makeup, uh, <laughs> so you know I, I don't get too bogged down into terminology, uh, especially when you start looking at the names of the techniques. Uh, like you can go crazy looking at it, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, people can contact me on the, on my website, Twitter, um, YouTube. I guess I'm mostly known, I think, uh, for the videos I do uh, because I try to. When you know you were talking about events and stuff like that, I try to document those events as much as I can, nice. uh, just to get you know the to get people to know what's going on in japan really i want them to uh, i want to share what's happening i want to uh, get them excited about japan about the the martial art they do and um, and to open their horizons a little bit so i guess the the channel is probably the best best place to start yeah well and I, I will say that that if you're practicing martial arts youtube sensei is is awesome uh, yeah, there, <laughs> there is that too. Yeah, YouTube sensei. He hasn't been sensei for too long, but <laughs> yeah, don't don't ever read the comments section no. in, in oh, any martial art video. Oh YouTube. man, yeah, <laughs> probably not any video period. That's not not necessarily a good yeah. place to spend time. There's got to be a lot of like a lot of like rivalry, and actually, this is something I was curious in talking to you about. It's just like the, the I don't know. I I don't think it's that present in both Aikido and Kendo. Like, I don't think we care as much about what other martial art people think, and I don't think we like think that much about, or think, think about mm. other martial arts like in a negative way too much. But I think right. there's, there's like groups of people who are like really, really hating on other martial arts. Like, true, true. And uh, I think, and <laughs> for, and it's for the, for, for, for the Budo, especially because their education system, because they're not supposed to make you a killer. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the questions that come up are sometimes not pertinent mm -hmm. about, you know, is your martial better than mine or am, am I a, a more efficient killer yeah. than you? I mean, look, you're practicing an education system. Mm -hmm. Judo was made and modified so that it could be taught in schools. So it's been really modified profoundly yeah. uh, so that it could be taught in school. So, of course, you're not going to teach school kids to kill each other. And it's the same to some extent to with Kendo and, <laughs> and Aikido. Yeah, yeah, You're not going to cut anybody in half with a shinai. Yeah, I can, the only time I can use it if I'm like playing pool at a bar or something. <laughs> and <Yeah>. I have <laughs> a pool stick. <laughs> so uh, once you recognize that that's not the point and that those questions, it's not that we don't want to address those questions because we're afraid or whatever. They're just not pertinent. It's like when you ask a physicist what's before the Big Bang. Time starts with the Big Bang. So don't ask what was before. It's a silly <laughs> question. Yeah. It's kind of the same. Uh, we just accept it. Don't drive us into uh, an argument about uh, efficacy or self-defense or killing someone. That is not the point. Yeah. It's an educational system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're just trying to become good people who don't worry about killing other people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, if, if really you worry when you get out of your house about whether you can or not kill <laughs> whoever you meet, yeah, you you've got, got bigger problems than, yeah. uh, than just practicing. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Like, who's after you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, d I mean, ooh, what must be going on in your mind? Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not be in that place. Uh, I'm quite happy uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> doing, a, you know, a 
mostly uh, obsolete or useless martial art. I, I don't mind. I'll, I'll accept that. I'll go with that. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's how that's how I feel about kendo too. It's like can't use it at all, but it's it's great anyways. Um, right. Yeah. I'm gonna get my son to start kendo as soon as he's old enough. Actually. Yeah? Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 it's it's great for kids. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw uh, I saw a couple of um, of uh, competition at the Tokyo Budokan. You know, the, the mm -hmm. one which is in uh, in the north of uh, of Tokyo, and I saw little kid going uh, going at it, and I thought, wow, uh, you know, uh, and then, yeah, that 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 could be a cool thing to get him into uh, the spirit and the, the intensity. Uh, really impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it, it's good for kids' focus, I think. Us, us Americans need that. We're not, <laughs> not good at focusing. <laughs> um, that's, uh, that's all I have. And uh, are you, are you going to practice today? Absolutely, yeah. Nice. <laughs> 5.30 a.m. Uh, I'm going, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I try to practice at least once per day. If not Aikido, uh, Daitoryu, or, or a bit of, uh, of work on, on my own, of Tanren, you know, and, and things like this. How, how does your um, wife feel that you're also married to another, another entity? <laughs> Ah, well, I mean, you know, it's, it can be difficult. I mean, <laughs> uh, and especially, I mean, you know, Japanese are not that interested anymore about, uh, about Budo. It's like, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. Budo for them sounds like, you know, the Japanese say uh, full side. <laughs> so, yeah, she's no interest whatsoever in what I do, but she accepts <laughs> that it's good. part of me. And so she's very understanding. I'm, I'm very lucky. Uh, yeah, that's, that's very important. That. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she's got to accommodate for, you know, when, whenever, even when we go on holiday, we were in France, like, uh, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> last month. And uh, what I do when I go to France, I teach all over the place. Uh, so she's got kind of to, uh, to follow uh, in some ways, even though we take some, uh, some proper holidays as well. But she's very <laughs> understanding. Uh, but she gets to see many places and meet many people. And I think she, she appreciates that as well. Good, uh, good. She's got no interest sweating on the mat and so on, but <laughs> it gives us opportunities to really meet interesting people, go to places where I would never go, uh, and that that's really that's really nice. Uh, There's one thing I've experienced with Aikido people is they're all very nice, so that's awesome. Uh, no? Yeah, well, it's like all it's the like everyone else. Mad. I mean, here I am know, trying like to promote Aikido. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's actually it's. You know, it's a microcosm of human uh, society with its great sides, its not so great sides. But that's the thing. You have to deal with everybody. You yeah. can't shelter yourself within a protective environment. <laughs> the dojo, to some extent, is that because the, 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 the dojo, there is the etiquette, there are the codes. But also you need to deal with people that are not necessarily living their life or behaving as you would. And uh, so... I actually think it's a good thing that there is not only nice people in Aikido, but <laughs> it's a great thing that there are no full lot of nice people because the really aggressive people I want to be the best fighter are not there. Yes, that, that is true. But <laughs> I would feel sorry if we were all nice in Aikido because we would miss some of the, the interest of, uh, of training together. <laughs> well, I'll try to meet more Aikido people then. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, and if you come to, to Tokyo, uh, we, can, uh, we, we can go to, to Hombudo uh, <laughs> okay. together. That's true. I, I do. Every time I drive by like an Aikido school or something, I always see them practicing one person with a shinai and the other person beating up the person with a shinai. So <laughs> we, could, we could do that. You can, you can humble me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you hold the shinai, yeah, I'll, I'll probably uh, be running away. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. 
I know what you guys are doing. You're getting ready for the great martial arts war. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when is that happening? Yeah. I don't know. You guys scheduled it? I'm sure, I'm sure Trump will, will manage oh, to start some Oh, it must be written some somewhere. Sort of yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in the prophecies, Michael. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. written somewhere in a book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll have to read Kendo's more prophecies. Kendo's going to lose, but we'll, we'll smile while we do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah cool this has been very cool I's, i've yeah. learned a lot like i'm all I'm right well the, thank you very much i'm of the zero martial arts yeah, knowledge let's hear your side. martial arts experience michael no you're telling you're telling <laughs> me before the the podcast oh, it was you, really interesting oh my yeah yeah i i have a uh, zero martial arts experience that's not true mm-hmm. okay i had uh two <laughs> weeks of martial arts experience which ended when the free classes <laughs> ended <laughs> <laughs> Which were at That's a strip mall. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. But look, you know, the question <laughs> is, why do you start martial arts? I mean, if you never felt the need to start martial arts, you perhaps in a you're in a better place than we are. <laughs> Mentally, who really uh, wants I'll, to start a martial arts? Somebody who wants to beat up people, or somebody who is scared to be beaten up? Yeah, uh, I'll take that. You then. know, wh- why else would you start a martial arts? So in a way, perhaps you 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 figured out something that we haven't yet. <laughs> that's, that's if I can <laughs> if I can figure out what I figured out, I'll, I'll let you know. But I don't <laughs> know what it is yet. Sure, please. If you can stand up to your mom who made you leave the class for yeah. two weeks. Ah <laughs> uh, no think, no no. I think he was Twenty afraid plus of years of Aikido, I don't stand up to my mom. No. <laughs> or maybe no, I was five, so it was just like. Maybe I was your mom was worried that you'd beat her up. Yeah, you'd get too strong. I just showed <laughs> up could, and I was like, "I'm doing this now," and then I left when it was over. Domestic violence is not funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess you don't have control at like age five. No, I I don't. I just like did stuff. I just showed up and was like, "Hey, I'm doing this," and then it was like, "Hey, it's over now." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> and then I guess it was baseball after that or something. Nice. No, basketball. And then you stopped after the two-week <laughs> yeah. tri- trial of baseball was over. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually you'll find something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that, was a good, that was a good chuckle, guys. Yeah. Good old goof <laughs> on my life. Thanks, Koichi. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it is. It's just a funny story that your mom made you take this class and then made you quit after the free trial was over. I really want to know why. <laughs> right. That's the way it goes, yeah. Maybe she was like, oh, I just need to get him out of my hair for two weeks. Yeah. I don't know why she sounds like a mobster, but. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I have some cool mob ties. Maybe. <laughs> like, the mob is not cool, children. Don't join the mob. Don't join the mob. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they give you ties. Yeah. Guillaume's the only one saying good things on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the morning here. So, uh, you know, give me time to, to get in, in gear. <laughs> Well, now that you're in gear, I think we got to sign to end the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) We can record a second part. uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once you know the secret techniques, we we want you back so you can can teach it to (laughs) all of us. You can can be like, okay, and then move your hand like this, and then go like this and grab here, and it'll be very good podcasting. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a it's been a pleasure. Like, yeah, it's been really great. Well, thank you very much. I, I, I hope Re-enjoyed people learn it. about you. Aikido, and it, it is a little bit more obscure, and less people know about it. So I hope more people do because it is really great. I think. Yeah, I think it's, it sounds excellent. Mm-hmm. I think everybody but me here is probably going to go join Aikido now. <laughs> you can't. Do well, it. hopefully, I can't and do if you it. do, uh, you know, let me know, and uh, I'll be uh, I'll be happy to hear about your experience. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Do you have a podcast that we could come tell you our experience on? No, but uh, yeah, I'm considering it. <laughs> wouldn't that wouldn't that be cool though? Like you could you could interview Sensei, get different 
philosophies from people. I've thought about it for Kendo. That's why I'm saying like mm. that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, I try to interview as many senseis as I can, especially because they're not getting any younger. Yeah, that's so, for sure. So uh, to try to keep track of, you know, different ways of doing it and so on. So that that's, I think that's quite important because, mm -hmm. you know, in, in 10, 20 years, those guys will be gone and, uh, you know, you, you, I, I try to to archive uh, a bit of Aikido history. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Does Japan have sort of the same issue with in Aikido like Kendo does, where it's like everyone's getting older and younger people aren't joining as much? Right, absolutely. I mean, the demographics yeah. of Aikido is, uh, is quite alarming. Uh, if you go in seminars, you see that the, the average age is, uh, is rising. And uh, I, I, saw, I saw some data from... Uh, uh, the French federations and then the, the, the numbers are actually dropping. But, the, you know, that's part of life. I mean, now, of course, there are way more uh, martials than they used to be. So yeah. the competition's stiffer. But in a way, it's good because everybody goes, you want to do MMA, you've got that. You want to do Kung Fu, you've got that. So it's good because people go to Aikido for perhaps the right reason. And, and, and if they don't like it, they can go do something else. We don't have to be millions doing Aikido as long as we are enough so that, you know, if you want to practice, there is a place yeah. where you can do it reasonably close to your place. Um, so I, I don't really mind it so much. And it's probably cyclical, you know. Uh, you know, if we keep training with dedication and we don't uh, mislead people, I think we've got a good thing. We've got a good uh, cultural, uh, cultural entity here in Aikido some interesting techniques, way to learn how to use your body. Uh, you know, we all have this, you know, our body that will keep until the end. How about we try to, 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 to learn how to use it in, in, in a more interesting way or more efficient way? And, and, you know, then membership really doesn't mean so much um, if, you, if you think along that line. But of course, I try to promote Aikido or what I see as Aikido and encourage people to join, of course, but I'm not too uh, worried about the fact that People go to other places. It's great. People do what they want. We just have that available. If you want it, you're welcome. Well, maybe maybe one day you'll have what Kendo had, which is the movie The Last Samurai, when everybody suddenly joined Kendo. After. Oh, did that help, really? I didn't oh know God. that. Oh, my God. It was like... Really? We had like, I don't know, 30 or 40 people just suddenly join after Tom Cruise really? was like, yes, I wow. practiced Kendo. Oh, that's cool. To get I ready for that. my role. <laughs> and, and then everyone, <laughs> everyone quit, though, so it didn't really matter, but... Yeah, well then, yeah. But that <laughs> so, you know. But, yeah, that's great. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank really you fun. very much. And, uh, and have a great practice this evening. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody goes in and tries out Aikido or just tries out something. That, that sounds yeah. Yeah, kind of like the message here. And yeah, well, uh, and I'd like to thank you guys also for... You know what you do as well. I mean, I've, I've uh, certainly listened to a lot of your uh, podcast uh, after you've contacted me, and uh, you know, <laughs> it's really, really cool stuff that you're doing. So, uh, thank I you. I mean, this is, I, uh, you know, I, you do what I like, which is, you know, promoting Japan, Japanese culture, and in, in, a, in a relaxed way, it's really cool. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to, to tell my friends about the about the website and the podcast. Yeah. Oh, um, good. Thank you for thank you. being a part of that too. Yeah. Now someone will listen to this podcast and, and think that you're that person who's the cool and relaxed guy who's, yeah. who's uh, <laughs> given information about Japan. <laughs> thank you very much. All right. Okay. See you later. Thanks, Guillaume. All right. Thank Bye. you very much. Bye. Well, that was a really great podcast with our friend Guillaume. Bye-bye, Guillaume. He's, he's flying away now in his, his airplane.
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm distracted because I'm looking at reviews. Okay. I'm gonna, I mean, seeing if any of you left us a nice or not nice review. Yeah. Well, we, we have some action items for you today. That's interesting. If you search for Tofugu in podcasts, the ALT Insider Podcast and the Japan Podcast Network come up. Wait, before us? No. Oh, okay. But they, they show up and they didn't used to. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, you actually were on the ALT Insider Podcast. Was I? That yeah, might be why it comes up. Okay. I don't know why the other one oh, comes let's, up, let's though. Let's stop promoting them. Jeez. No, no, no. Um, They're fine. But, you know, we're, we're here to talk about Guillaume and giving you action some actions. Items. Yeah. So your action item for this week mm-hmm. is, uh, so maybe you were not going to say go join a martial art. You don't have you to don't go have do to. that. But maybe think about uh, someone you want to forgive because Aikido is all about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. there someone in your life that, you know, you're harboring a grudge against? That you you have to or maybe want to throw, but mm-hmm. in a way that makes them think about their actions. And yeah. Helps you both become a, a better person. Yeah. So think about like not throwing them at your feet, but throwing them away and giving them a chance. Mm-hmm. And uh, your second action item is to tweet at Abe Shinzo uh, and asking <laughs> him ask him to to uh, make Aikido the national sport of Japan. Yeah, because yeah. after hearing this podcast, which I <laughs> participated in and listened to at the same time, uh, I I think Aikido should be the number one. Yeah, in Japan. Well, it doesn't have to be, but just the official, okay. official one. Yeah. Like, that's what represents all of Japan. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way as, as a kendo <laughs> practitioner? Um, no, I think kendo should be the official okay. martial art of Japan. So maybe tweet it, uh, Abe Shinzo. Oh, and tell him what you think. Yeah. Should it be kendo or aikido as the national? Or perhaps another of the, no. the budo. No, no. No, just no. those two? Just those. That's all. Okay. All there is. And uh, and third, uh, sorry, I took all the action items. Uh, if you can, <laughs> if you can rate and review us on iTunes, we would very much appreciate it. It Does help us out a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we might even a read a review. Too. We might read a review, like uh, like this review, which might be the only new one since last time, mm-hmm. which was uh, from Brian in California. So if you're if you know a Brian in California, it's that Brian. Give him a high five. Uh, Brian in California says, "Fun and informative." Loving this podcast. Fun discussions and interviews on various Japan-related topics, including food, gambling, travel, working in Japan, etc. It's a little heavy on episodes about translation. There's the but. There's always, there's always, the, there's always the other side. The other side of the old mm-hmm. criticism sandwich. <laughs> uh, about translation, especially getting work translating manga. Oh, sorry. Apparently that's... What a lot sorry. of new grads want to do. It's true. It's not grads. It's high schoolers mm-hmm. trying to turn 18. Yeah. Uh, Koichi with the number six in it after the K. Koichi and Michael are great. <laughs> that's, that's actually how you spell my name. Okay. Uh, and Michael are great on their own. But the episodes with Kanai are the best. Oh, Kanai just left. Oh, Kanai just left. And, and she'll says, never more know. Kanai, please. She'll never know. Yeah. Because I read this literally like 30 seconds too late. Yeah. Oh, well. So we'll never um, tell her. Well, I have another action item for you guys. You what? get four this week. Um, send us an email at hello at tofugu.com or add us on Twitter and let us know what kinds of episodes you would like to hear about. Someone on Twitter uh, today actually said, hey, it'd be cool if you talk to an illustrator who works at a Japanese company. I don't know if we'll do that or <laughs> I don't know any illustrators at Japanese companies. 
But I'd like to know more specifically, like if you have something that you've always wanted to hear about, about Japanese culture, someone you'd like to say, like us to interview, something like yeah. that. Or if you if you know of someone who you think would be a great interview, send it our way, and maybe mm-hmm. we'll reach out and try. Yeah, maybe you're friends with Pico Taro. Maybe Matthew. Matthew. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Michael, I'll look at those. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll ignore them. Yeah. Uh, and that's all. I think that's all we got today for today's podcast today. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Well, we're just ending like this, huh? I guess so. We're just going to stop like this so mm-hmm. suddenly. Any any minute now, we'll stop. Any, any second now. Because, you know, any, we could just stop anytime we want. Mm-hmm. That's the power of podcasting. Mm-hmm. We're not addicted. Yeah, and we're not tangenty. No. Mm-hmm. This podcast has no hold over our lives. We can just quit whenever mm-hmm. we want to. Speak on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>